Welcome to The Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. We are coming upon the most holiest of days that is celebrated by Christian believers. It is the time that we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're going to present you a series of messages that will help you to understand what Jesus Christ did, but more importantly, why he did it. It was to offer sinful people eternal life. I want you to listen closely and even contact someone in your family who needs to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. At the end of today's message, we're going to share an opportunity for you or anyone you know to come to know Jesus. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. And you went to the doctor and he said, I got something I need to share with you. Ask your family to come in with you. And the first thing you say is, oh, Lord. <laughs> so when things are going bad, it changes our perspective on what we're doing. You know, the repo man comes and things start looking bad. But each of the gospel writers pointed out the fact that these two men who were executed with Jesus, so I want to take a closer look at them. They were introduced to Jesus the morning of their last day. I'm, I'm trying to think about what it looked like on that execution morning. Jesus had been up all night. I don't know about these guys, and, and it's probably hard to sleep on the night before you're going to get executed. It's probably hard to just have a good night's sleep. What do you think? And, uh, you know, and they didn't, they didn't have lethal injection where they just put you on a gurney and strap you down and gave you some drugs to drip in your, uh, on your IV and you just sleep away. Good night. This was an execution. And this wasn't the first execution that they've ever witnessed. They, this was something as a normal practice to, for the Romans and it was so horrific that polite Roman society wouldn't even discuss executions because it was so horrific when they would uh, uh, take you and nail you to a cross and hang you up and, and, and stab you in the side and beat you and all of those kinds of things. And they knew what was going to happen. And here they are uh, carrying their cross and they run into another man who's carrying his and his name is Jesus. And the only thing the Bible tells us about these two guys is that they were robbers. Thieves. Not just thieves, but they were robbers. See, there's different kinds of thieves and different levels of thieves. There are those who are burglars, and there are those who are robbers, and then there are those who are thieves. What's the difference? Burglars are ones that come in and go through your stuff when you ain't looking. Robbers will take your stuff off of you while you are looking. That's the difference. And thieves will steal out in the open. But they called them robbers. And, and one commentator said they were robbers with violence and, and, and probably have murdered in the course of their robbery. And the scripture doesn't tell us the name of these two guys. But I wonder if they knew each other. Because birds of a feather usually flock together. 
And this is Jerusalem in a time where, where you know, when they got caught, they got executed. And, and these two guys knew, probably knew each other and they both had been sentenced to die. And they probably were sentenced to die along before Jesus Christ because it seems that, that the Romans says, hey, since we're going to execute these other two, just go and throw him in the mix. Let's do it now. So Jesus is coming, and I don't know what they said to each other. What do you say to the man who's going to die next to you? Say, hey, how's it going? What's up? How you feeling today? What are you going to say to the guy who's going to get crucified right next to you? But we're told that there were, it was nine o'clock in the morning, and they were being nailed to a cross. And they knew that it was only going to be a few more hours to live. And as they were nailed and as they were raised up, the crowd was around and they were hurling insults. Mark tells us that Jesus, the, the scribes, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the elders, they were talking about Jesus. Oh, so you think you something, huh? Oh, I thought you said you were going to just, uh, you were the king of kings, the lord of lords. Yeah, I saw you working some miracles. Did you walk on water? Come off and walk off that cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said you walked on water. Let me see you walk off the cross. And the thieves on, and on both sides, uh, Mark tells us that the thieves were, were, were in on it. They were like, yeah. And you know, sometimes when you're down, you want somebody to be under you. You don't want to be the lowest of the low. And even when you're going through something, you try to find somebody that's lower than you and look down on them. And so while they're up there and everybody's talking about Jesus, they joined in with them. Yeah. You're supposed to be something. But I believe something began to happen in that span of six hours. As, as one on the one side is criticizing Jesus, the other one, probably as he began to criticize, began to take notice of how Jesus was responding to the criticism. But Jesus found himself hanging between these two men. They were both thieves and robbers. They were both arrested for the same crime. They were both sentenced to die. They were both crucified with Christ. And both had an opportunity to change their destiny at the last minute. They both had a chance to change their destiny. One understood it and the other one didn't. Verse 39 of that text in Luke says, One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at Jesus. So as they got closer, he's still insulting. He said, Aren't you supposed to be the Christ? He's hanging up there. Ain't you supposed to be the Christ? Won't you get yourself down and then get me down too? <laughs> come on now. Come on, man. Show me. You're supposed to be so bad. Come on, get on down. If you get down, get on. If you get down, then come get me. Isn't that what he was saying? Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. He said us. Him and his buddy. Save our life. Get us out of this mess. I don't have any alternative. My back is against the wall. You're my only hope. Uh, you know, I'm going to try anything. I'll try anything about now. You know, I've seen people who, whose lives are, are so messed up. Uh, they want to just, you know, if, if the Lord will help, I think I might try. I think I'll try. Let me try to be a Christian. Let me try to uh, go to church because that might help me. 
They're not looking for, uh, they're not looking to live a life for Christ. They're looking for how to get out of a crisis. And he was looking for how to get, he wasn't looking for Christ. He was looking on how to get out of a crisis. If you're the son of God, if you can help I me, mean, I have nobody else to turn to. The lights are going out. Hello. Can, he didn't have an eternal perspective like many of us. He turned to Jesus in desperation to get him out of a jam. Can you get me out of this mess, Lord? I don't care who you are if you can get me out of this mess. The other man had a different perspective. Now, maybe he got a clue when the lights went out. The Bible says that at noon, the lights went out. Jesus was talking to his father. Maybe that man heard them. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. The lights went out. <laughs> it was broad daylight, noontime. The lights went out. They had to get the torches and light them. And he said, you know what? Uh, homeboy might know what he's doing. <laughs> I, I better rethink this thing. I, ha I have no, uh, uh, you know, sound like he got a connection. And he turned to his friend, you know, now they're talking. Now one is on one side of Jesus. He's on the cross. The other one's on the other side. Now he's talking across the cross. <laughs> right? He's talking to his friend. As he says, don't you fear God? You can't see him that good, but he just, <laughs> don't you fear God? Since we're under the same sentence, they got us, man. We're guilty. But this man's not guilty. We deserve to die. He don't deserve to die. This man has done nothing wrong. I know a crook when I see one. This other man seemed to got a glimpse of the next life. I'm wondering if he got a glimpse while he was hanging on the cross, when his life was beginning to ebb and flow out of him. I've heard people say, you know, when you're very, very close to death and you're right in between, right there where that line is, where it's fuzzy, you can start seeing over on the other side. I had an uncle that was near death, and he started talking to somebody that uh, had died a long time ago. And then he was said, if you start talking to him, he's almost there. You know, when you're starting to die, you can start, you get a reality that grips you sometimes of, you know, this thing is real. I'm about to go from this life to the next one. And uh, I don't know how close he was. He was hanging there and I think he might have took a, maybe he just got, maybe the heat got turned up. And the hell fire started raging. Maybe he started feeling the temperature rising. I don't know. But right there, he's hanging there from, from, from 9 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon. And, uh, and, and, and something began to transpire in him where he says, you know what? Uh, man, this guy here in the middle, I, don't, I never met him before this morning. Uh, he's hanging up here with me. But there's something different about him. And I believe he has a connection eternally. He got a glimpse of the next life. And then he, he said to Jesus, listen, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That's all he asked the Lord. Will you remember me? I believe that you're going to come into your kingdom. That's belief. That's faith. I believe you're going to come into your kingdom. I want you to remember me. That was enough for Jesus. Jesus said, I got one more coming in and he's coming in with me he said today he said I'll tell you the truth 
today you are going to be with me in paradise. Today, you. Uh, now, I don't know if the other guy on the other side heard that little conversation. Because Jesus is talking on this side. And, and the other guy will on the other side. But uh, I don't know whether he heard it or not, but he didn't get in on it. One of the thieves hurled insults again, but the other one had insight. One asked to be with Jesus and the other one did not. One got into the kingdom and the other one was stuck out. One went to heaven and the other went to hell. On either side of Jesus, when they both had an opportunity to have eternal life, it was their individual choice and the decision that they made, one to accept and one to reject. That is a picture of every one of us and our opportunities and every person in the world. All of us have the same opportunity to either accept or reject. This is Pastor Jerry G. Martin, and every year this time, our focus turns to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. That's the good news. The bad news is it seems like we only wait until this time of the year to really focus on what Jesus Christ did for us. For every believer, every day, we should be thankful to the Lord that he gave his life for us so that we do not have to perish, but we can live an abundant life and we can escape the fires of hell and spend eternity with God in heaven. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. What is he going to save us from? Eternal damnation and hell fire. Those of you who are listening to me right now, you may be at church, but you may not be in church. That means that you're just going through the motions. You're just attending, but you're not connected with God. This is the season to remind us of why Jesus Christ came in the first place and he came to save a lost and dying world. You can make that decision even now to give your life to Jesus Christ. I give you this opportunity to be my guest at the light of the world. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. You can meet Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you can join with the family of believers that will help you to grow and fulfill God's will and purpose in your life. If you would like to listen to this message again or previous broadcasts, go to our new website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. Now for the light of the world, this is Pastor Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.